Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 59. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine, SADMAG. I've been traveling a lot for work lately, and I got to meet some amazing women while I was in Toronto, one of which, um, Amy, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Weinreib, Amy Weinreib. Anyway, she runs a, um, it's like a book club, but it's for podcasts. Such a smart idea. It's called Peeps in a Pod, and you can follow along with their listening lists at peepsinapod.space. And if anyone wants to start the Vancouver chapter, looking at you, Michelle Sisa, I am down. Um, speaking of podcasts, my guest today, you'll likely recognize purely by voice. It's the multi-talented comedian and podcast host, Graham Clark. Uh, check him out at Quiz Show at the Fox this Friday, May 25th. But for now, here's my chat in the studio with Graham Clark. All right. Sweet. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. So uh, what did you do today? What did I do today? I went, uh, I recorded uh, stuff for a podcast. Okay. To stop podcasting yourself or something else? Something else. Okay. Record- this is a podcast day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recorded a voice. For a podcast that Dave is producing called This Sounds Serious. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I, was a, I was a voice in that, and then I went to the library and worked for a while, and then I came here. Awesome. So do you, like, write, like, new, like, when you say work, were you writing new material? I, today I was putting stuff together for a show that I host called Quiz Show. Right. So I was getting all the kind of sourcing all the materials for for the different rounds of quiz show yeah 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 and you've been doing that for a while too hey yeah it's coming up on almost two years of doing it so. that's awesome yeah yeah that's, that's a good fun. little extra thing mm-hmm. uh what's your favorite of like all your things you got stand up you got the podcast you got the quiz show oh they're all my children Debaters, i love i love them equally. yeah really yeah. you can't choose um i think the thing that i get like, I miss them all if I stop doing them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the one that, that I would go really squirrely without is if I could never do stand-up again, I think I'd... Yeah, for I, sure. I think I'd miss it a lot. When did that start for you? Like, were you, like, a class clown? This is, like, a very, like, basic question. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to ask you this. I've never done an interview before. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is this your first interview? That's my first time. Oh, you do it very well. Okay, okay, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I thought early on that I thought like being funny was my ticket, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was particularly smart. I wasn't very good at athletics. I thought I was a pretty weird looking kid, <laughs> you know, like I had a lot of adult size features on a kid size head. Right. You're just advanced for yeah. your age. <laughs> <laughs> I had big ears and kind of like the big teeth. That didn't quite fit into a kid's face, and so I, I, I thought funny is right. what I'll be. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember like the first like big big laugh, like Ooh. when you were like, "This is this is it." Um, I think it was the first time that I like made an adult laugh. I think mm. that was like, because I think I could make you know I could make my friends laugh, but then I think the first time you make an adult laugh, that's like. You're like, oh my god! Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Like, this is this has some power behind it. Yeah. That you can make an adult do something involuntary. Yeah. Yeah. Did you f- find like when you're starting, it was like very freeing, and then eventually, when you start realizing what, like, quote unquote, good comedians do, you it kind of unravels everything. 
<laughs> what like unravels the enjoyment of it? Well, just because you start thinking about it or trying to, I don't know, maybe you try to emulate other people and then like, did you start off? I don't know. This is like I'm projecting clearly. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> what was this experience like for you? They, what, like, is this for designing? And well, yeah, like because, you know, you start off very free and then and then you end up learning like what good design is and then you try to emulate uh, yes. other people and yeah. then you kind of come back full circle to like your style and you kind of with that knowledge eventually yeah no I, it's the same yeah. like you yeah. i think uh when i was young i was i you know copied whoever i thought was really funny mm-hmm. if it was somebody on tv or somebody that i knew i just kind of picked little bits and pieces yeah and uh and i would think about comedy a lot yeah I mean, my brothers and i we would watch hours and hours and hours of comedy yeah so I thought about it a lot. So by the time that it actually came time to do it, mm-hmm. I had sifted through quite a bit of yeah, yeah. thought in that regard. But you're right. You, you do end up having to learn all the things yeah, and, and then, then bring it back it. to your own style. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you find that you, do you think that you need to, I don't know, grow up in a household that allows you to consume a lot of comedy to be a good comedian? I that's a very good question. I don't know because that's all I had. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, but I do know comedians that I'm friends with that don't. They wanted to be a comedian, but they don't pay attention to comedy. Yeah. And uh, and they're good comedians. It's so. really funny, and I think about that with musicians as well. Like mm-hmm. I remember reading an, or maybe it was in a documentary. Whatever. Who knows how we come across our information these days but it was uh frank black and he was yeah. like did not listen to like anyone else huh. and he didn't want to get like sullied right which is like so interesting but then you hear like other people who clearly have like a million different influences and that makes their work really good too well yeah. i guess there's no right way there's no right way but i think it's really weird to not be a fan of the, th- the thing you're doing suit that you're doing yeah yeah that's a weird. Well, I wonder if it just gets ruined after a while because you're you're always sort of jealous. Has of the design good been stuff. ruined for you? Not ruined, but certainly when you see something good, you're like, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> but do you get do you get jazzed by seeing something good? Yeah, I get jazzed. Yeah, I get jazzed. I still get if yeah. I see something I've never seen before, then I get excited. Yeah, uh, but. Like, you know, you know all the tricks now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you work in any field long enough, you you know the little subtle yeah. things that the people are doing. Yeah. And then it does kind of ruin, like it ruins conventional things for you. Right, yeah. But then you have an eye for the better things. Right, yeah. You know, I think if you're... Yeah. If you spent a lot of time kind of consuming a thing. Yeah. So yeah. what, who, in your opinion is doing something super interesting in comedy right now? Uh, there's a guy I saw in Edinburgh named Daniel Kitson. Okay. And he did a show, uh, an hour-long, one-man show, that boggled my brain. It was I'd never seen anything like it. It was him interacting with, I think, seven pre-recorded speakers. Oh, wow. The room. Yeah, it was amazing. Best timing. It was time. It was like watching an acrobat. 
Yeah. Because I was afraid, what if one of the speakers just stops working? The yeah. whole show is going to yeah. go. And uh, yeah, he was really good. And I'd never seen anything like that before. And yeah. uh, and I think like the first time I ever saw Maria Bamford. I'm yeah. Like, I've never seen like, anything like this? her before. Same with Reggie Watts. Yeah. It was somebody that I saw and was like, okay, this is something completely Do you think because it's like, well, two of those examples are like mixing audio and like kind of another like thing into it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, then, you know, and then sometimes it's just a person is, their approach is, is so different. Yeah, so not what you would do. Yeah. But like fresh. So fresh and, and so, and then it's exciting because, it's exciting because you know you couldn't do that. Yeah. So there isn't that kind of pressure. Yeah. Like yeah. where you're like, oh, I should have thought of that. If a comedian that I think I have similar kind of mind as comes up with something I don't, then, then I feel you feel bad. shitty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it's I feel true. bad. It's yeah. true. It's so true. God. <laughs> isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Who do you think in the city is like doing it? I mean, actually, let me rephrase. Sure. What woman in the city is doing it? Comedy wise, like other than Sophie Buttle, <laughs> I mean Sophie Buttle is fantastic. Obviously she is, but uh, I'm just taking that off the table because I want to um, know someone else. Somebody who uh, I see fairly regularly who has a very kind of different mind and approach to comedy is a, a woman named Jenny Taves. Oh, okay, and uh, she's just had a very kind of different life than anybody I know, and her kind of energy on stage is very it's very genuine and i i yeah just watching her kind of develop a style and mm-hmm. material cuz i've seen her since she first started right so it's it's kind of a, a fun ride that's kind of fun watch. yeah do yeah. you have like a mentee or a mentor for that matter um i don't think i have a mentee uh i lived uh, for quite a while with a comedian named sean Proudlove. okay and he uh he lives in victoria now but he was very good at helping me cultivate yeah uh a voice he, he had a very a good ear for jokes and for how um uh, a certain comic could approach that. Mm-hmm. He was a real scientist about yeah. comedy. Oh, so. like there's an equation to it? Kind of in yeah, and he he really knows the equation. He's a, he's like the That's biggest fan of comedy I've ever seen, so. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I did watch like this uh oh god. Was it like a Vox video about like uh the equation for like late night opening? Okay. Um and it was really funny. It's I use a similar uh, method when I designed. So it's really funny. It was uh, um, like you'd make like columns with the things that you're um, well trying to talk about like in, in a for jokes. It would be like, uh, like, I don't know, like the topical things like Donald Trump, whatever, whatever. And then um, it would be like a subject. And then you'd find like some crossover. I'm tr- like I'm doing a shit job of explaining <laughs> this. I will put a link up, but it was really fascinating that they could break it down into um, a formula that I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. What's your formula when it comes to design? To design, um, so say this is like for when you're trying to do like say you're trying to do like a conceptual logo. Mm-hmm. Um, you would do like a list with like drawings beside it of like 
maybe like what they do. Um, for instance, I just did something for uh, Craft Metrics. They're a company. They make like analytics for craft beverage producers. Okay. So you're like, okay, so you do analytics. That's like this set of symbols. There's like percent signs. There's graphs. There's sure. all these other like symbols that go with doing like analytics. And then beverage like for craft beverage producers right. then there's all of that then there's like glasses and water and this and that and that and then you look for crossover in like the imagery like what right. shapes match yeah yeah and then maybe you can make like a winky logo so i made like a percent sign and instead of circles they're little little droplets right whatever one example i mean that's not the only way to make a logo out there's word marks there's other things but that's a really good starting point and it was funny they did the exact same thing with the jokes and just look for the crossover i can't remember what the joke was it was like something about deportation and there was like aladdin and right. i i can't remember it but it's like what's the common yeah thread yeah yeah, yeah yeah but do you ever come up with a logo like you know what the logo has to be for and it kind of pops into your head and then you have to draw it well out and then kind this of is the thing the 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 rule here at Rethink, mm -hmm. the one or 100 rule, and that is your best idea is either your first or your 100th, and you won't know until you do 100. Oh, so that's very interesting. <laughs> you come up with that first one, you might, Yeah. and you write that down, and then you have to fall out of love with it right. so that you can keep going, which is also another phrase here, which they just shortened to KG. Like KG. you just get KG'd all the time. Yeah. This and is very interesting <laughs> to me, all this stuff. And then, well, yeah, then you do 100, and then maybe you go back to that first one. No, that's still the one. Or maybe... Maybe you discover something else. Yeah, when you probably do discover something else. Yeah. But, you know, I think with experience, the likelihood that you'll come up with it sooner is higher. But, I mean, yeah. every project's different. Some are, like, super easy. You can kind of, like, see those like similarities like if you're making for perhaps if it's a logo and you're making those columns you can see those like quite easily sometimes it's hard sometimes yeah. it's like this is a really hard thing to show and you really have to uh kill yourself over it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah whatever that's fascinating to me though the one or 100 i like that yeah it's just like grind it out this yeah. is the rule <laughs> just keep going until there is no more time mm -hmm. i don't know do you feel like burnt out like sometimes from joke writing or um no i uh i think i write a lot of my stuff very spontaneously um so i'll have an idea of something mm -hmm. but i don't ever write it out never uh, no because then that to me is where the joke starts to lose its uh, right. its magic right you know yeah, yeah. Uh, is when you're sitting there writing it out but that's just me how do you remember, though? Like, what if you're, like, say you're at, like, a dinner. Someone mm. says something. It triggers something. Like, oh, that'd be a good joke. Mm -hmm. You don't, like, put in your phone or something? I'll put down, like, a little, you know. A reminder it, Yeah, note? if it says, like, dog salad or whatever. Right. And then I'll know what that means. Mm -hmm. And then I'll take it on stage, you know, very half-baked. Yeah, test it out. Well, I let the audience decide where the jokes are. Yeah. Because I can decide all the live long day mm -hmm. what I think is the punchline. But the audience, they get the vote, the final vote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't, 
I I feel like that sitting there and writing it out in full is kind of a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Do because you... the audience will throw out what they don't like. Yeah, and, and then you've done it for nothing. Yeah. Do you record your sets and then listen back for where that laugh is, or you just remember? I just remember. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll make... If something really worked during the course of the joke, I'll make a note of that. Mm. But otherwise, I can just remember. Yeah, the feeling. Yeah, like this is like the... where it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's definitely the least exemplary way to write jokes. Like I think sitting down and writing jokes is probably the better way to do it. Well, but it there's just no is... right way. Everyone's got their way. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it just never worked for me. I need the. Um, I need the pressure of being in front of the audience right, to right. actually like form the joke, you know? Do you remember the worst time you bombed? Mm, there's too many to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, the worst time or the worst times that you bomb is when you were in the wrong. You know, oh, when you kind of dug you a knew, hole. You knew. Yeah. And because and, sometimes you bomb because the audience is just not into it that night or the act before you really was horrible or really was wonderful. And there's all these factors. Sure. But the the nights when you bomb and you're like, boy, that was 100 percent on me. Like yeah, I did yeah, not yeah, bring yeah. it or I, I flubbed it or I misread the room. Uh. And uh you know, that happens. How do you, like, come back from that? Does it ruin your night? Or are you just, you're good with it? You're like, well, At I'll get them next point, time. At this I'm good with it because yeah, it's just too, because if it ruined your night. You'd just never do it. You would never do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, but, I, but I do wonder if it's, like, you know, being a drug addict, you know, because when you have a good night, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, chasing it always. But I don't, I don't personally i don't get like a higher high from a great night mm. than i do from just an okay night they're yeah. all the same yeah the only time that it's bad is when it's bad yeah and the only time that it's really bad is when you are on the hook for it yeah yeah you know if you go into a place and the setup's terrible and the you know they won't turn off the tvs and all yeah, this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. you're like well that was never going to be good yeah. So I'll just go and do what I do, and then we'll just call it a night. Yeah. But when there's a good crowd, and you're the one that screwed it up. It's painful. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. What's what's the best crowd? Like, is there size? I mean, I know, like, different crowds can be good, but mm-hmm. is there a sweet spot for you? Uh, the The nice kind of crowd is they're listening and they're applauding right from the beginning of the show. Like yeah. they're they're into being an audience yeah. right away. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you don't want it to be too late, but you don't want it to be too early. Mm. There's kind of this like perfect time when people have had like a, a drink, drink yeah. you know, and yeah. they feel good, but they don't feel like rowdy and they want to talk. <laughs> yeah, or tired because they've had too much to drink and they're kind of falling asleep. Right. So there is this kind of I'd say, like, the best crowd, but, like, if you do a five-show weekend, sometimes the Thursday show's the best, sometimes the Saturday late show, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the crowd that is there, everybody's there for the show. Yeah. Is the best crowd. What's the best comedy room in the city here, do you think? 
uh, besides the one that I run myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, I love playing at the uh, the comedy mix. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's a place I've been playing forever. Yeah. And uh, I like doing a weekend there, and I like doing their, like, cheap student night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like that they give away so many free tickets. Yeah, yeah. I've won tickets there like so many times. That's the comedy club business model because yeah. they're making everything off of the yeah, drinks. The drinks, exactly. Yeah. It's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got it all figured out. What do you make? Oh God, should I even ask you this? What do you make of the whole Louis C.K. thing? Uh, I think it's terrible. <laughs> Were you surprised? <laughs> had you heard that? I had. This heard is it. such old news, but I'm just like. <laughs> I had heard it from a woman who. Uh, she wrote an article actually fairly recently, and I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember her name, but she went to Just for Laughs mm-hmm. and uh, had some sort of press accreditation, mm-hmm. and uh, she asked people on the red carpet uh, about the Louis C.K. thing. Wow. This was 2015. Oh, a trailblazer. Yes. Yeah, oh, shit. and uh, she got in big trouble for that, oh, and she, we, you know, there were rumors circulating about him for some time. Yeah. But that was the first time I ever saw somebody trying to do something D- Dig it. something up. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so crazy. Megan Keister. Okay, nice. We're yeah. gonna. I'll try to find a link and link to it. Now, I want to talk about Stop Podcasting Yourself. Sure. How did that start? It started... Uh, Dave Shumka was uh, doing stand-up at mm-hmm. the time. He used to come down to the room that I still run, mm-hmm. and he used to come down every week. And uh, we thought we should write together, mm-hmm. um, but we ended up all the time just sitting around and... Just sh- shooting the shit. Shooting <laughs> the shit. That's all we ended up doing. We would look on clips on the internet and make fun of them. Yeah, and, yeah. And then uh, he said, well, we should record... We should record this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get our funny friends in. Yeah. And we'll just record that. And then it, like, but it really took off. And, like, you're on, like, a podcast network. Mm-hmm. How did that even happen? That just happened through the magic of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really fun. Like, what the network we're a part of is great. And the guy who runs it is great. And that's yeah. so sweet. Um, now, have you heard of this latest? I'm totally pivoting. Uh, you know the like gold dress thing. You know uh, the like gold dress, blue dress well, thing. Yeah, yeah. This is the. Uh, yeah. Okay. Have you seen this new one that just I just saw today? This uh, audio one. Yeah, yeah. The Yan- Yanny. Yeah. Laurel? What do you hear? I hear Yanny. What do you hear? I hear Yanny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was arguing with someone today. I don't understand how you can hear the other it the other way. No, me neither. I, like, I even looked up, like, the scientific rationale, and I don't understand it. No, and uh, I thought I was listening to a clip that was wrong. I thought I was listening to a clip that had just... Yeah. And it was playing a trick on me. I Like, I'm baffled. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm equally truly baffled. baffled. Um, I brought that up for no reason. Hmm. Um, I, I want to try a thing now, which, right. okay, so you guys have overheards, yes. which is cool because it's like an ongoing thing, Yeah, and I don't really have like an ongoing thing, so I wanted to try something sort of in the vein, I don't know if you know this podcast, Throwing Shade. 
Yes, I do know. Okay, so you know how they have shade or no shade? Sure. So I'm going to try happy or sad. I'm going to do my own version. So how does this work? Explain the rules. I'm going to say a thing, and you're going to say happy or sad. Happy or sad. Yeah. Okay. For you. Okay. Um, Now, this one, I think I know the answer because I listened to a a recent episode, but smoothies. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, why do you hate smoothies? Oh, it's a text, I think it's a texture thing. It's not a taste thing. Yeah. But the cold, sludgy wetness. But then, okay, (laughs) what about a milkshake, though? For some reason, a milkshake's different Mm, because I know that it... Because it's, it's ice cream. That's why. That's the reason. Yeah. Because it's ice cream. Okay, fine, fine. Um, butter in coffee. Jesus, I didn't know that was a thing. That's like a weird keto diet thing. That's that's a sad for me. <laughs> right now, uh, yeah, I'm I know. Out a big old sad. That one's a gimme. Um, how about the song Mbop by Hanson? Uh, that's a sad because when I was a kid with my brothers, we all had long blonde hair and everybody calls oh hands. no yeah oh, otherwise no. it's a great song okay yeah. all right fair um canuck the crow uh doesn't doesn't it have a son or something <laughs> Does now? It? yeah that's what i heard that it's it's <laughs> it appropriated oh geez. so you know what happy all right yeah that's nice yeah muzzle tough <laughs> um how about soap operas uh, you know, I was a fan of a soap opera for a long time, so I'm going to say happy. Which soap opera? Days of Our Lives. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. Oh my God, Marlena, like <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Okay, see, we watched it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just like really good at that time. It was really good. Right? Yeah. So everyone was possessed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, Yoga Lotties. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming... That, like from the name that it's yoga and Pilates together. I think. I think. Sad. I, I don't even. Sad. Know. I'm sad for it. Yeah. I'm sad at it. At it. Yeah. And finally, Patrick Swayze. Oh, very happy. Yeah. Yeah, but sad that he's no longer I, with us. See, I threw that in there because it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's you know he's a ghost, and yeah. he was in Ghost. Oh, fitting. Yeah. Um, where can we see you? Plug all your things. Um, each and every Monday, I'm at the Havana Theater. Yes. The newly renovated Havana. Oh, yeah. I haven't been there since it's been... Very nice. Yeah? Is yeah. it? Can you drink in there? They're working on it. Okay. Very soon. Okay. Um, so each and every week at, uh, the Havana. Uh, when does this come out? I don't know. In a week or whenever. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it comes out in a week, uh, May 25th. I'll be at the Fox Cabaret I'll doing quiz show. I'll get it in there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Graham Clark. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming to talk with me. Thank you for having me. And now we have a track from someone I can't believe I haven't featured on the Sadcast before. One of my fave local musicians, Sean Nicholas Savage. If you haven't heard of him, check him out on all the things and be hypnotized by his unique vocal stylings. His next show is going to be May 30th in Brooklyn. If you have to happen to be on the East Coast, check it out. But for now, here's the track Opposing Truths from Nicholas Savage's 2017 album, Yummy Coma.